If you're an established woman in tech who is creating results and making an impact at work, so your workload and stress just keep growing, but promotions and salary bumps remain a distant dream, it's time for a change. Listen, we all know the tech industry has dramatically changed. It's time your career approach did too. You don't need cookie cutter programs or dusty advice from outdated playbooks because what works for tech bros won't work for you. You need individualized, bespoke support to build your brave career. One that reflects who you are as a woman in tech. I invite you to explore career coaching with me. Get all the details, including prices and client results at tricksteinbach.com. You can stress less work less, and earn more. You've already earned it. Let's make it happen. Bravery is a skill, not a personality trait, and it is the fastest, most powerful skill to creating the career and life you really want. I'm Nicole Tricksteinbach, the International Bravery Coach and your host. I'm a former global senior director in the tech industry who's worked in over 25 countries. I'm now a certified and proven coach serving professional women like you all over the world. My promise is that you will stress less, work less, and then earn more. So let's dive in. So do you know what a personal brand is and are you ready to create your own? I hope that you are because a strong personal brand that is reflective of who you really are and what you want to be known for is key to your career growth. So I get a lot of pushback about personal brands for career growth. So I invited Yo Canny to be our guest this week and we dive into personal branding and how you can craft your own, as well as a number of personal stories that reflect when we were and when we were not inside of our personal brands. So personal brands has four key components. Number one, who you say you are. Number two, what is your superpower? Number three, what your mission is. And number four, why you do what you you do. So simple and so impactful. Let me tell you a little bit about Yo. So her full name is Yolanda Chavez Canny, and she was in marketing leadership positions for over 42 years. And she is now the host of a top 10% global podcast, Girl Take the Lead. Now, I was a guest on that podcast, and I listen to that podcast so frequently now because it is a glorious set of conversations that I think you would really enjoy, too, across the many different generations and just wonderful topics. Now, Yo managed teams, and she had two C-suite positions during her career. She was also the first in her family to go into business. And listen, her drive to achieve came from her father's Mexican-American roots 
and how growing up in a bi-ethnic family where acceptance was a struggle. She did receive her MBA in 1978, where few women were in business schools. And she has been an adjunct lecturer at the San Jose State University in the Marketing and Business Analytics Department. Yo is one of the women that we talk about standing on her shoulders so that we become the shoulders of the next generations. And this conversation is going to break you open on what is a personal brand, how you craft it, and then how you leverage it for personal satisfaction and professional career growth. Let's dive in. Yolanda, I am so excited to talk to you today. Hello. Hello, Nicole. Just love being here. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, and thank you for having me on your podcast yeah. below as well. When you started talking about the power of personal brand, <laughs> first of all, I just really enjoy talking to you, but I, at one of the biggest pushbacks that I get from potential clients when I'm speaking in small groups for my own clients to the point where I've actually stopped using these words Yeah, is personal brand. For a couple of reasons, I hear three sort of core things. The first one is I'm an introvert. I don't want to be out there marketing myself. Right. Number two, I'm an expert and I don't want to create this artificial thing. Right. Number three is I just want, I'm really, really good at my job. And I just want to be really, really good at my job. Don't tell me I have to do LinkedIn. Don't tell me I need a tagline. I don't want to do it all. And, and. Yeah. It's gone to the point now where I just don't even talk about it, but how you talk about it, what it means is something that I believe all of my community members yeah. are going to just extraordinarily benefit from. So diving right in. Well, I think it could be kind of fun to do this together. Um, first of all, just, you know, that I come with 42 years of marketing experience. So it's hard for me not to see the world as positioning and differentiation and competition and all these things going on. But, you know, I retired a couple of years ago and, and I know that probably you're going to ask me this, but, you know, the bravest thing I did was pivot from that career into being a podcaster. Mm -hmm. And I had to come to grips with who I was because I think we're more than our jobs. We're more than the identity we create for ourselves and our careers. And so if I were to advise anybody, I would say, take some time for yourself, separate from all of the accomplishments you have and dig in to who you are personally. Now, some people say like, okay, well, we are who we are and we show up in our jobs and we're that. And I don't, I don't think so. I think we have a, a, um, a public and a private identity. And when we talk about personal branding, when I talk about personal branding, I'm looking at it from a private 
point of view, not something that I publicly market or I put on Instagram or, you know, that I'm shouting to everybody, hey, listen to me, I'm this or I'm that. What I think it does is it makes us quiet enough to find our purpose, who we say we are, what our superpower is, what Mm. our mission is, and why we do what we do. And when we get anchored in that, I think all of the tsunamis that come our way, like, oh, we're we're letting you go because of budget constraints, or I'm sorry, you don't fit in anymore, or whatever it is that you come up against and brocks you, mm. kind of pulls the, your feet from underneath you. You can stay solid in this, in your personal brand, who you say you are, not who this company says you are or what they're saying about you in your um, performance evaluations. You know, you are more than that. And I would, I would shout that from the rooftops. We are more than our jobs. We are more, we're a whole complete person. And whether we're introverted or extroverted or whether we're a sensitive striver as um, Malady Wilding refers to, I think I fall into that camp quite literally um, <laughs> because I, I was, I pushed hard. I, you know, just always, always achieved. And, um, you know, and part of my brave story is, I had to ask myself, why am I always achieving? Mm. Why? Yeah. Where did that come from? Whose validation was I trying to get? Like that's external. That, that's, that was something that was happening to me. I know it's for me, but I definitely was not in touch with who I was. And so Mm-hmm. If you can do it better, listeners, if you can get through those storms without all of the suffering and pain, mm-hmm. oh man, let's do it. Yes. Oh, so longtime listeners have goosebumps because Yolanda and I are using different words for very similar concepts around personal brand. So I talk about what do you want to be known for? Mm -hmm. Quite frankly, I'm going to be, I'm going to pull everyone behind my little curtain. It's because so many of my clients are super high achievers. They were really awesome students. They were fantabulous interns. They were awesome entry-level, entry-level plus into the consultant. So, you know, that, that level right before senior level, and then it starts to kind of fall apart. And if it doesn't fall apart there, it starts to fall apart when they're going into director level, mm-hmm. et cetera, or they burn themselves out at the VP level sometimes. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And it's because of this external, who am I? What do you want me to be known for? Right. And one of the things that I talk to my clients about is like, what do you want to be known for? What makes you special? And we work on, and I have a podcast episode about it, Yolanda, which is um, how to introduce yourself, right? So, you know, in that interview, people are networking or whatever. 
tell me a little bit about yourself. And what you're discussing here is in that quiet moment of you being you. Maybe it's in a time of great opportunity. Maybe it's in a great time of resistance. What's your purpose? Mm -hmm. What's your superpower? Mm -hmm. What's your mission? Who are you? Why do you do what you do? Right. That's a personal brand worth exploring and crafting and shifting all the way through your life. Absolutely. I think so. I, I totally, there were some aspects of mine, you know, I, I would love your listeners to get there a lot faster than 42 years. <laughs> girl, girl, I agree. And I, so I am 43 years old for everybody. I just had a birthday, 43. And I would love everyone to get there before they get laid off for the fifth exactly. time. That would be fun. I got laid off five times, y'all. Five times. I think I did right? too. Yeah. Damn those startups. I mean, they were oh. dangerous in the, <laughs> in the early 2000s. They killed me. <laughs> but I get you. And at I remember when I went to retire, and I might have mentioned this to you, that I got so much feedback about, yo, you cared so much. You cared about this job more than anybody I've ever known. You cared about doing a good job. You cared about our cancer patients. You, you had so much heart in what you did. And never once did that ever come up in a performance review or any kind of feedback I had gotten. I didn't get that until I was leaving the job. So I say to my, all your friends out there, hang, just, just, and, and in my heart, I know that I cared a lot. I have always cared and that's my superpower. And to hell with you. If you think that caring too much is a negative because I don't think it is. Yeah. I just don't. Yes. And you probably, correct me if I get this wrong, but you probably got feedback at a variety of points in your career where people told you with the best intentions to care less. Yes, of course. And yeah. and could you um, hide your feelings more? Like we, mm. and so I think, I think what is so wonderful about the opportunity that's there now is that through diversity efforts, through inclusion efforts and equality efforts, there's more space for us to show up about who we are. Mm. Like I could never say I was Hispanic, that I was first, you know, second generation Mexican. Uh, My surname was Chavez and that was not that was not a thing to to be proud of in my in my work but in today it is yeah. i think there's more space for us to show up and we can advocate for ourselves we can say hey wait a minute i don't i don't understand what's going on here can you help me see this because this person got promoted 
Mm-hmm. And I didn't. And I'm wondering what's going on here. Yeah. Those crucial conversations, those powerful those, questions. Yeah. And they're they're hard ones. Yeah. But if you're if you're in touch with your strengths and who you are, and maybe you're in a place that you shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. Oh right? yes. Because it's not going to listen to to who you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. And to your point about knowing these elements, purpose, superpower, mission, why and who, right? Mm -hmm. And then this like feedback element and do I belong here? I have a story where yours was caring, please care less, which side point for my community um, I think one of the biggest rackets has been that frustration, anger, and impatience as expressed by men is not an emotion, but everything else is an emotion in corporate spaces. Okay. So I just want to make sure that we've acknowledged that on this podcast. Okay. Anyways, right. <laughs> But, and that point about where, where are you going to thrive? Where, where are, is you, are you with your personal brand, dear listener, going to make the biggest impact and have the best experience or the most positive experience? For me, it's asking questions. I ask the questions that quote unquote, you're not supposed to ask. Mm -hmm. And it's such an an innate um, talent that I have as I've gotten older, it's been a little less surprising to me when it's already out of my mouth, (laughs) but like, I'm deeply curious. I see lots of patterns. I love understanding how things connect. So I'm extremely good at asking questions, not to challenge, not to confront, to understand. Yes. And very early in my career, I was in this top level, extremely, when I say top level, I mean the global executive board, the C-level of a Fortune 100 company. I was by far the youngest. It was advantages and disadvantages. And I had been brought into this very special project. And so in the first couple of meetings, like I was following my genius, my superpower, my magic, right? My brand and asking lots and lots of questions of course, not taking up all the space, but like asking a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. So we leave one of the meetings. You'll remember this. I hope many of my listeners remember this. Remember WebEx when you had to like concretely hang up because there were no video conferencing at your section. So we leave the video conference room and the program director just reams me mm-hmm. up one side, down the other reams me. He is screaming at me in the hallway. And so like, you're not supposed to be asking all these questions. You're here to learn. You're you're the most junior, blah, blah, blah. Nothing what he said, except for you're not here to ask questions was wrong. Everything else was factual, but her, her anger as demonstrated by a man isn't an emotion. (laughs) Looping that in anyways. And so I went quiet here. I am. I'm in my like twenties. I don't know. I don't really know why I'm in. I just know I've been pulled into this great project. It's a great opportunity, visibility, career growth, whatever. A couple of weeks go by and the sponsor, okay, this is the chief of staff to a C-level. It's like, if you're not going to show up, you're not going to be in this program. We're going to replace you. And I was like, what? 
And he's like, you're not asking any questions. I brought you in because you're supposed to be asking all the questions. And I was like, oh, I didn't know. I got reamed out. I didn't understand. Right. Mm -hmm. And suddenly that project became a lot more fun for me. And I'm so grateful. I'm not grateful for getting screamed at, but I'm grateful that I had that experience in my twenties because later in my career, a la personal brand, when I was told stop asking questions, bing, bing, bing. That is a bright red flag for me with my personal brand, with this definition that we all are embracing now, right? Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to be successful here. I got a shift. Yeah. I think you you definitely hit that when we're intuitive, right? Mm -hmm. There's you, you have the insights. Mm-hmm. You, you, you can read the room. You can read what's not in the room and bring that forward. And, you know, that, that was probably something for me to discover um, that when I would speak, people would really listen mm-hmm. because I could... I could bring something in that wasn't there. Right. And that's certainly needed. And, you know, I think Nicole, you had, you had that in spades and someone recognized that value and treasured it and said, no, you're here because you have that insight. Yes. And other people are threatened by it. Exactly. And your like the tonality that you bring is just so beautiful for every circumstance. Cause now I've had what five conversations with you and the energy and just how generous you are. Those are incredible elements of your personal brand for sure. And it's very brave to be so caring in this world and put out a podcast. Like, so the podcast for everyone is called girl, take the lead. You should listen to it because it's super fun. I kind of got hooked and forgot to schedule with you. And then I finally scheduled because I was hooked to the episodes. Learn mm-hmm. so much, right? But that was yeah. a process over time. So how do you encourage people? I know you said go inside and take a quiet moment and mm-hmm. you know find that which is consistent even in times of like layoffs or a manager that's not a good fit or whatever the case may be in your personal life as well. But how do you suggest people sort of uncover um, that deep truth? Yeah, I think, well, working with someone like you would certainly help. I mean, coaches certainly help because sometimes we're so wrapped up mm. in the moment. We we can't see beyond it. Mm-hmm. And that, that happened to me more than one time. Me too. Me. Oh my gosh, and, me too. And what I'm hooked into is some kind of belief that I had about myself and it probably wasn't even mine to own. It was probably one given to me. Mm. And it, I think it just takes time to kind of unravel these things and realize, oh, you know what? I can't control the economic environment out there right now. Right. And so if I'm getting laid off because these, (laughs) how many startups, like five (laughs) that I was with, 
can't get funding funding mm-hmm. or their mm-hmm. technology is outdated already because mm-hmm. oh there was something that, like the cloud that came along and took all of that old technology yes. away there there's these things i can't control so i think we need time to unravel our part of it mm-hmm. and the things that are happening externally that we can't control and not take it all on. Oh, right. Not, not own everything that's going on. My, my Gen Z daughter came home the other day and she, she was visiting and she had a kind of a, a down mood. And I said, what's going on? Mm -hmm. She goes, you know, people at work are really, it's hard to be around people at work right now. I said, so what's going on? And she goes, I don't, I don't know. Everybody's in a bad mood. So I said, well, what's happening at the leadership level? She goes, oh, this one's out. This one left. We had, you know, five people. And I went, "Uh, do you think people are sensing that there's a lot of movement and nothing's really stable right now? And there's fear happening and it could possibly not be about you. (laughs) Yeah. Be about a bigger picture that we can't see in the moment. And one of the biggest lessons that I learned, and, you know, let me use your example when you were getting reamed out, you know, by (laughs) this jerky guy, right? (laughs) When we step back for a moment, And we look at the entire, I call it workflow, but the entire flow of the work that's happening. Mm -hmm. He was clueless to what the other guy who brought you in was expecting from you. There was a break in the flow. That is very true. Right? Yeah. And, and so a lot of these things that quote, we get blamed for. Mm-hmm. or that we're criticized for. If we step back a moment and go, what was the breakdown here? Was it in communication? Was it in that somebody else didn't get the memo? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. we weren't all on the same page? Yeah. And how could we keep, we're not going to keep moving mm-hmm. and being productive yes. without seeing all of these things going on. And, yes. and I had the, my final straw that kind of made me go can to, I just, can yeah, I add sure. one thing? It's also systems of power, right? Like we need to be able to see, was it communication? Was it personality? Was it, and systems of power? Cause in that situation, I was the new wonder Kent and mm-hmm. he was the former And he is my, we ended up actually working together extremely well over, I think almost a decade on and off because he is my exact opposite, right? So he is incredibly detail oriented and I am not, he can't put together dots if they smacked him on either side of his face. That's my (laughs) genius. And it was very threatening to him. Also, I'm a woman. I was in a German environment. Mm. And I was an immigrant, right? So there were also systems of power happening that are really important for us to just acknowledge 
see right. that they're there because then we can right. engage. Okay. So please keep going. I just wanted to make sure for the audience. No, that's And that's yeah. so good because if you look at all the loops that were happening there, mm-hmm. all the disconnects that were happening, mm-hmm. you can see that alignment was hard to have until <laughs> those things got a bit resolved, right? And you yeah. could then get some kind of alignment. Um, I can't remember where I was going. It's all right. This was so much better. <laughs> you said, <laughs> I you think said it was, towards the end of your career. Oh, you were, yeah. yeah the, the, the straw that broke the camel's back yes. was, I had put together this entire website and I didn't get, I was in the loop. My father passed oh. in like, in like February and I came back and while I was out for maybe three, three weeks or four weeks, my boss forgot to tell me that someone else was put in charge of that project. Mm. And so I was in a meeting and this other person was kind of assuming leadership of it. And I'm like, what the heck is going on here? So I was pushing back. I didn't appear as a team player and I didn't know where I stood, but I was definitely not happy with what was going on in this meeting. So then my, my um, boss said something to me like, you know, if you can't turn this around and be a team player and um, you know, we're going to, I'm going to write you up. And he put it all in email. So I knew what he was doing. He was starting to set set me up for this. And I went, okay, get it. And then I thought, you know, my dad just passed. Yeah. What? This isn't a way to treat somebody. And that was it. Sometimes at the end of our careers, and we get to that point of, this is it. I'm done. Yeah. I'm totally done. And whenever that happens and opens, right. You went into a new career yourself. You went into, you know, it's like something like the universe is saying, you've done enough. You've worked enough. Now let's take this, share it with others. Yeah. Right. And help others. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. First of all, my condolences. Oh, And secondly, thank you for sharing that so much. And that, that parallels what you were saying earlier with the, the personal, the private and the public, the professional and how those are so crucially important. And for me, when I had my straw, it was also something that's like very important to me value wise, which is like the global perspective. I loved working with people all over the world. I loved um, the time zones. I loved the travel. I loved the culture, all these things. And I was in this important meeting with all of these high flyer, whatever. And the person in charge said, wouldn't it be amazing if we could all run into each other? Arriva? Yo, what's Reva? Nobody knows because it's a tiny grocery store in a tiny part of Germany. 
No, it would not be great. And there were lots of other things that happened. Like I watched a lot of amazing people get replaced by white, straight German men who were not even from all parts of Germany, but like so part of Germany. And that was heartbreaking. But it was that comment was like, oh, oh, like that's cool that that's what you want. But I don't see myself here anymore mm-hmm. because I don't want that. Yeah. Like I want to go to the grocery store. Actually, I never want to go to the grocery store. So that's the first thing. Second thing, I want to go there and like flippity flops <laughs> with my tights on and brush my teeth. And that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I love getcha. those two examples, right? Because yours is, I I would say, deeply fundamental. There is a, a incredible shift of identity when the parenting is no longer active and mine is more like, Oh, huh. Values. Boom. No, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Incredibly yeah. powerful. Well, and then I think what happens sometimes is we get paralyzed or we find mm-hmm. ourselves in fear. And apparently um, one of my guests told me just very recently that the biggest fear we have is of the unknown. Mm-hmm. And it could actually be the best thing in the world for us. Yeah. But we're so fearful, we stay where we are. Yes. And in all my cases, and I, I don't know, like 10 different, I think I had about 10 different positions and job, you know, job changes in my career, all of them got better. Yeah. All of them. <laughs> Boyfriends too for me. <laughs> right. Right. And I'm that so we get so afraid. <laughs> we get so afraid. Yeah. Yeah. And it's because we think, you know, it's just we're afraid of the unknown. Yeah. So be brave. Yes, like your podcast and walk there- into it. Mm-hmm. And there you go. I agree. I agree. And there's a repetitive or a repeated study in which people are being hurt. It's not a significant pain, but you know, and it's consensual. They get paid a certain amount and they can actually make it stop if they go into this. So at the beginning, they're completely described what's going to happen, how frequently the, I think it's a shock or maybe a prick or something. And they just get detailed instructions of what's going to happen. And it hurts. And they can make it stop, but they have to go into this other room. What's mm-hmm. in there? Are you going to get waterboarded? <laughs> All right. There's no description. The smallest percentage of people go, you know what? No, you're not going to prick me anymore. I'm going to the other room. The smallest percentage of people because mm-hmm. it's unknown. Exactly. Right. And so that's deeply human and it's extraordinarily brave to, yeah. again, Go back to your purpose, your superpower, mm-hmm. your mission, who you are and why you do what you do. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Well, I cannot let you leave without hearing who is a brave role model of yours from your real life. Yeah. Well, I I had to think about this a little bit. I mean, there were so many that came to mind, so many, um, but I'm going to, I chose a woman that I continued to be in relationship with. She was about 
I met her about 20, see the girls were, so probably about 25 years ago. She was my, I was working as um, senior vice president of sales and marketing, or, or I was just had, just had marketing. And she came in to our organization and it was like, what was that? You know, it's just like, she was like incredible energy. Um, she told me at one point that she was the kind of woman that you want to have when things are tough because mm. she can pull things together. I mean, she's just, she's just amazing. And she, while I was working for her, um, she had breast cancer. Mm. So she fought through that and, you know, she promoted me to, um, marketing and sales VP. And I just treasure her, just treasure her. She puts her energy now into being on boards for nonprofits. And she's one of those people that I'll never let go of. You know, it's just like, yeah. you know, it's like yeah. I walked, I feel like I walked away from all of those 10 positions with a best friend in with me, mm, a best wow. girlfriend that I still am in touch with that I, you know, I even have on the podcast. I don't let him go. It's like, you gotta, you gotta come on. We gotta talk about this, you know, just whatever. Um, and I think that's another thing I would pass along to your, your listeners is all those work friends mm. that you get, man, just wrap them up and love them. And they love you and they're helping you. They're I always kind of think like they're angels on earth, like they're there to help us through mm. these situations we're in that are so big. Like we don't understand them. Like why did the entire leadership team just get fired mm. and replaced? Been there. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like it's almost like mountains are moved and we have to try and make sense of them. And we're just like, whoa, what just happened? And I think that's what our friends, our work friends are for. And that's why I would, I would say that Meredith is my, she's, she's really somebody that I would love to say that I'm at all close to. And in terms mm -hmm. of being a role model, she's that's just incredible. amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much. And that story and how you described it really speaks back to caring as your superpower. Mm. It's remarkable. Thanks. So girl, take the lead is your podcast. <laughs> so obviously everybody's clickety clacking on over and subscribing and listening to a few episodes. There'll be links oh, in the show you, notes, Nicole. but also how can people follow you, connect with you, know what you're up to? Right. So we have, um, a website and it's <laughs> girl take the lead pod.com. <laughs> and we have our Facebook group page, which is girl take the lead. Um, and I'm on Instagram as yo canny and LinkedIn as yo canny. And um, yeah, so that's, that's what I do. And, you know, my podcast, it's, I try and get to all generations. It's really, you know, because of my daughter's One's a millennial, one's a Gen Z year. I try and and do what we just did, right? Yeah. 
share it. Like, don't take it so personally because there's a big workflow going on and it may not be about you. It could just be about the entire leadership team just got changed out. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And the career and your choices in your life is all about you and having that personal, private, professional, public was a really beautiful way to kickstart this conversation. Thanks. Thank you so much. Oh, I love you. Okay. Oh, thank you. All right. Till next week, everyone brave it up. Before you go, you can deepen and expand what you're experiencing here on the Celebrate Brave podcast by working directly with me through bespoke, results-oriented one-on-one coaching that is rooted in my proven Build Your Brave framework. As of the last client survey completed in Q1 2023, 75% of my clients from the past two years report they reached their unique goal. One. of my clients, yes, 100% report they stress less as a result of working with me. 56% report working less and 43% report earning more. You learn how to spend less time ruminating and stressing yourself out by getting clearer and calmer within a mindset approach that is simple, effective, and specific to you. Then we work together to end the habit of overworking and overproducing by crafting a plan of momentum specific to your goals and strengths. I support you as you execute your plan, including the skills and knowledge necessary to succeed in your own accountability. And finally, you step away from the all-too-common pattern of under-earning and make the shifts towards being well-paid in your industry, using the clarity and momentum to ensure you become the woman you want to be at work and in your life for real. Go to tricksteinbach.com to learn more and schedule your free, no obligation consultation. Link in the show notes. You can stress and work less while you earn and live more by building the skill of bravery. Talk soon.